I don't know. <laughs> It is Halloween in Cozy Corner and around the world. You are listening to a special Halloween edition of the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner. Tricks or treats, children. We got a fun one for you. Happy Halloween, all of you misfits, miscreants, spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and blockheads from around the world. You are listening to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, or, that's better. That's yeah. better. You and you hit the nail on the head because this <laughs> is a special Halloween edition of the Late Night Fright. Please tell all of the boogers and blockheads out there what we are talking about today. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yes. Why is it so great? <laughs> it, it just is. It is. You all know, right. This is this is a classic piece of Americana. This is I know. the Great Pumpkin uh, special is something that's always good and right, mm-hmm. like apple pie mm-hmm. or a, or a ham sandwich mm-hmm. or you know a uh, a Coca Cola or yeah. or a Superman or baseball yes. or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's I, just I it's always right. The peanuts are always <laughs> right. So um, you may uh, you may have noticed that the music was a little different for the intro. That is, of course, the uh, graveyard theme from the great Vince Guaraldi, who did the music for, I think, all of the Peanuts specials while he was alive. And his music is still used and associated with the Peanuts. And I, I, I adore his music and I adore the Me Peanuts too. music. I enjoy, the, I enjoy the whole vibe. It's got such a nostalgic sound or something to it. Or, know, it just... brings you to a place that may or may not have existed, but... <laughs> I certainly hope that it did exactly. and does. You know, it's it's really it's really great. And this is, of course, based on the legendary comic strip Peanuts by the late great Charles M. Schultz. And Faith, you know the Peanuts gang, don't you? I do. Who's your favorite? Ooh, tough. I like Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy and Woodstock are but, usually a but given. I, but I like yeah. Charlie Brown a lot. I love Charlie Brown too. Like he's just he's such a pessimist. <laughs> and then there's times uh, there's times when I enjoy uh, Lucy. Lucy yeah. Van Pelt quite a bit. I don't know. Snoopy's just adorable, so he kind of You know, wins. you hit the nail on the head. Charlie Brown is a pessimist, and right? it makes you wonder. We're doing True Detective on Mondays. Is Charlie Brown going to grow up to be Rust Cole? Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> Good grief, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Good grief. So as we said, it is Halloween. This is one of our favorite times of the year. We have a special Halloween treat for all of you out there. Harrison Ford. The Big HF, the host of WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio's number one show, The Straight Dope. You may have heard those bumpers on the Late Night Fright proper episodes we do every Wednesday. He is with us in studio, and Faith, you know what he's going to be doing tonight? Tell me. 
Oh, it's a, it's a, it's great. This what is fantastic. Is it? He is going to be reciting Edgar Allan Poe's timeless poem, "The Raven." Oh wow! But wait, there's more. Ooh, Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams, pew pew. Is that That's, is that laser with the Z and beams with the Z? Yes, okay. yes. He has graciously lent us his talking pet raven, Figaro. All right. Why he has a pet raven and why it's named Figaro is beyond me, but Figaro is going to be joining the big HF in the reading of the raven. He will be doing the Nevermore part, of course. That's the classic uh-huh. bit. But wait, Faith, there's more. Oh we are doing a Mexican-themed Halloween here in the studio. You can smell it. I can smell it. We have tequila. We have tecate. We have burritos, nachos, all of your favorite festive fall foods from Biff Buchanan's Burrito Barn right here in Cozy Corner. Bobby D'Amato, the host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright, was nice enough to pick all of that up for us. He's here in the studio, and for some reason, I'm not sure why, but... We did Bride of Frankenstein on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the end of Bride of Frankenstein? Do you remember what Karloff as the monster did? Do you remember what happened right there at the end of Bride of Frankenstein? Uh, he killed him. He, killed, he, he pulled. The, my, my mind just The kill like, switch. <laughs> Why there was a kill switch in right. Frank, Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory. Like, you know, do you think he went, you know, like, I need this. Yeah. Probably. I mean. I've, I've got, I've got everything. I've got everything else. I need this kill switch. WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio, in all of their infinite wisdom, has decided to install a kill switch here in the studio. I am not a psychic like our friend Antoine Duplay, but I can only imagine that this is not going to end well for anyone. So let us check in with our special guest helping us uh, partake in this great and wonderful uh, holiday known as Halloween. Uh, Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams. Are you and your pet Raven Figaro ready? <sighs> ah, yes. It is so good to be here on the late night fry. I have been listening to your show for a very long time, and I have certainly enjoyed it. And I'd like to thank you for the promotion that you have given my show. Laser beams, pew pew, that's laser with a Z, and beams with a Z. I have my pet Raven Figaro with me today, she is ready to go. He will be assisting Harrison Ford in his reading of the Raven Figaro, and of course, be performing the role of, wait for it, the raven, and he will be saying never more. I taught him how to say it, especially for this occasion. Kaka, kaka. Figaro gives him a little preview of what you will be doing during the show tonight. Never more, never more. Wow, Scott, that is, uh, that's Faith, what do you think? That's. Pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, we have our good friend Bobby D'Amato. He is here with us. Bobby, how are the burritos and nachos and tacos coming? Oh, you guys, like, I mean, listen, guys, we got everything set out. Listen, we also have this tequila. It is called Patron. 
I, I Bobby, think, I, I think you mean Patron. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know all about Patron. This has got like the little long thing, you know, over to A. Like, I think this is like bottom shelf Patron. Like, it's actually called Patron. But anyway, it's going to get you where you need to be. But uh, yeah, we got uh, yeah, we got some carb overload ready to happen because you know, I mean, Mexican Mexican Thanksgiving or Halloween, whatever this is, you know, like like I'm ready to eat some burritos. Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead and get it. And, of course, the uh, last piece of the puzzle here, he is in studio with us, Harrison Ford, who will be reciting The Raven for us. He is here. And, Harrison, how are you tonight? Yeah, I really don't want to be around that. Whatever. All right, then. So enthusiastic. Very good. So let's get into it, Faith. Peanuts, the long-running comic strip, or as I like to call it, Truth in Four Panels, debuted on October 2nd, 1950. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, is the third animated special in the series after A Charlie Brown Christmas and Charlie Brown's All-Stars. The Great Pumpkin episode was directed by Bill Melendez, the only person Schultz trusted to bring his comics to animation. Melendez and his studio were involved in every television special. He voiced Snoopy in Woodstock. He passed away in 2008, but archive recordings of him performing Snoopy in Woodstock were used in the very lovely and very amazing 2015 Peanuts movie. And Peanuts in various forms has been around for a long time now. What do you think it is that has kept it around all these years and why you just love all of this so much? I think they're so cute. But they're so real, you know? <laughs> I mean, Charlie Brown alone is like a yeah. neurotic introvert, kind of. He's, he is. He's, um, <laughs> it, I don't want to sound all Bravo channel here. You know, it, it speaks to the human condition, you know, through right. these children. And uh, what, what he has here in this uh, comic strip that I like is uh, the kids have worry, mm-hmm. like real worries, you know? Right. And it's the worries that you had sort of when you were growing up, you know, like... Uh, you know, they're just they're voiced a little differently and adults have these worries too. Right. You know. Um I really think it speaks to the child in us. Mm-hmm. As I said, this takes you to a place that may or may not have existed, but you sure do hope it did. Right. And you can go there with these characters, but you identify with some of them. Exactly. You know, at least one of them you're gonna identify with in the situations. I mean, it it's just wonderful. I think for me it speaks to the introverted side of me. I think Charles Schultz is able to express very eloquently things that I feel mm-hmm. as an introvert, you know? No, right. I, I completely agree. And I acknowledge those things. It's just he, he expresses them, right. you know, in a really nice way. And the peanut strips and the cartoons are old friends. They're old friends that are always there for you. And I've been reading um, some of the older strips. I started with the 1950 set and, uh, they're just as truthful today as they were then. And they really are truth in four panels. They're like these little haikus <laughs> with these kids, you know, and, uh, and it's a lot of fun on top of it too. Yeah. You know I mean? And Snoopy, I mean, Snoopy dancing. It's, it I just know. doesn't get much better than that. And it's really in Halloween. We love Halloween. It's not Halloween without the great pumpkin. Is it exactly. like, this is one I was, I was a kid and, uh, you know, we used, you used to have to see the great pumpkin before you could do Halloween. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's a tradition that goes back now. You know, how many years? Almost sixty years now that this thing, you know, yeah. debuted. So this is it's amazing. This is an amazing piece of uh, of history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I think it's part of the childhood of America. So to get into this, we have a very special treat for all of our listeners out there, Faith. We what is have. It? 
Sir Michael Caine. That's Ooh. right. Yeah, Sir Michael Caine. He is here with us, and he's going to give us a recap of this amazing holiday classic. Are you ready? I'm very ready. I'm ready for it. Here it is. Hello. This is Michael Caine. What a recap on a Charlie Brown Halloween special. Don't the young kids are all out making merry? I bet you didn't know that. And one of them says, hey, why don't we catch snowflakes on our tongue? It's a good thing a bird wasn't flying by. It could have pooped in their mouth. That's not very sanitary. I bet you didn't know that. So young master Chuck Brown, he wants to know the real meaning of Christmas. I'm sorry. This is the wrong recap. So it's Halloween time in the little town where the Peanuts gang lives. And young master Linus Van Pelt, he's going out to the pumpkin patch to wait for the great pumpkin. Because he thinks that the great pumpkin's going to come up with a bag of toys and hand them out like old Santa Claus. I bet you didn't know that. I also bet you didn't know that the great pumpkin ain't real. But don't tell Linus that. He's kind of a loser. He stays out till four in the morning. I bet you didn't know that. Anyway, while all the other Peanuts gang is out getting tricks and treats, except for Charlie Brown, he gets some rocks, because he's a loser too. He's got a whole bunch of holes in his little sheet. I bet you didn't know that. And Lucy, she's dressed like a witch. She bobs for the apples. Anyway, Charlie Brown's dog, Snoopy, he thinks he's the world one flying ace. He's got a lot of delusions of grandeur, that one does. Bet you didn't know that. Anyway, Lucy at four o'clock in the morning, she goes out and she gets her brother Linus while he's out freezing in the pumpkin patch, still waiting for the great pumpkin. And she brings him in and the episode ends when Linus tells old Master Chuck Brown that next year he's going to wait for the great pumpkin again. I think it has something to do with the power of belief. Dreams. And I think it says something about making sure you cut correct holes in your sheet if you're going to be a ghost else you'll get rocks like young Master Chuck Brown. And that's the story of the Great Pumpkin and the Peanuts Gang. It's a right nice tale if you ask me. I bet you didn't know that. Thank you, Sir Mike O'Kane. It is indeed a right nice tale. If you ask me, and we, of course, did have a surprise for you. I bet you didn't know that, Faith. Didn't know that at all. I bet you didn't know that. So, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. What do you think of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? (laughs) What do I think about it? Yes. I love it. (laughs) I I love it, too. I I love it. I, I got this digitally. And I have a niece who I I love and adore, and she's special needs. And uh, I said, uh, her name is Gabby. And I said, uh, Gabby, I need to watch The Great Pumpkin for the show. And she goes, and it was like, I'm coming. Like, and she got up in the bed, and and we were in there with my with my dog Lily, and we watched The Great Pumpkin, and just it it was perfect. You know, it was perfect. What's what's good? What goes through your mind when you watch this? I just love. Everything about it, you know, can I say all of it? <laughs> it? You can, absolutely. Is it a nostalgia thing for you? Does it bring you back to being a kid? It does, you know, and, and I think these characters are just really special and especially the whole, you know, Lioness writing the letters and stuff. You think of, you know, holiday time and yeah. being a kid and yeah. believing. And <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I like uh, one of the notes I have here, so we'll go ahead and get to it. Uh, do you think this, what do you think this says about faith and belief? Because I think there's something really deep under the surface here with, with faith and belief and with Linus going out there and putting his complete faith and uh, that, and I don't want to overanalyze this, but you know, like his pumpkin patch is sincere. His offering to God mm-hmm. is sincere and he will be rewarded for that. I absolutely. You know, that. yeah. And even though the great pumpkin doesn't appear, he is so adamant. And one of my favorite parts of this is the end credits when they're rolling and he is just going to town on how he's going to be back out yeah. there next year. And it's going to be even more sincere. And he's, and, and he's going to come. He's going to show up. And I love his um, the faith that he has, the, right. the he's, commitment he's so he has. He's so affirmative to, in it that even yeah. though it didn't happen, he still believes so hard. Yeah, he doesn't care that you know he'll just try again, <laughs> and it makes me believe. That's yeah. the thing, you know. It's it's really wonderful. I think I think we all need to have that faith. Well, in, I think it's in a, something. I think it's a good message that even if it doesn't happen right away, if you believe in it hard enough, you know. Yeah, it, it actually happen. And Charles Schultz was a master of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this in the Thanksgiving uh, special, and you see it especially in the Christmas special. You know, just that faith in in the thing, and you keep that faith, and and it and it. Uh, it's great. It's it's very heartwarming, and and I don't even think he's foolish for staying out there. That's the thing. I'm not going, oh, you idiot, you loser, right. like Sir Michael Caine said. No, he's not an no. idiot or a loser. Uh, it's it's really just beautiful. So one of my favorite parts in this, uh, as I said, I really like Lucy Van Pelt, his sister, mm-hmm. and she dresses up. One of my favorite lines in this is she says that uh, you know Halloween costumes should be the opposite of what you are in life, and she dresses up as a witch. So my question to you, Faith, is is Lucy a witch? She seems like it sometimes. <laughs> right? Right. She's also a psychiatrist too. Apparently not a very good one. She only charges five cents. <laughs> but uh no, I love when they dress up and they go out and um Charlie Brown's costume, of course, completely sucks. Uh, he had some trouble with the scissors. He has trouble with life, I and know. I know how he feels. I know. Charlie Brown seems like the kind of person who could walk into a circular room and trip in the corner. You know, he would find a way. He got three rocks, you know, in a row. What is it that is so endearing about him? Is it that thing we were talking about with Linus where he just keeps trying? He keeps trying to yep. kick the football, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even though the, his baseball team has won, what, 900, lost 999 games in a row. He's still out there pitching, you know. Yeah, he's, he's still giving it his all and yeah. still trying, even though he yeah. knows he's not probably going to do good at it. It's great. And uh, like I said, faith and belief, you know, this, this show really does have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. And faith and belief, you even see it in the Snoopy story with World War One, the World War One flying ace and yeah. the Red Baron and all that. And he's so committed to it, you know. <laughs> and, of course, he would uh, cross paths with um, – Linus, you know, and that's one of my favorite shots. And it's when Snoopy rises up out of the patch, you know. Yes. Uh, so we said Charlie Brown, his uh, Halloween costume sucks. Did you have a favorite of yours growing up, a favorite oh, Halloween man. costume? I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. I, 1989, 30 years ago, the year that Batman came out, I was the Joker. That was my favorite oh, that's outfit. Cool. I was done up in full makeup, had the official, you know, Batman makeup <laughs> kit and, uh, did my hair green and all that, and it was a lot of fun. Went to That's the cool. went to the uh, Halloween fair at our church and had a great time doing that. And uh, I enjoyed enjoyed being done up like that. Do you have any that that uh, stick out? I'm trying to think one that really stuck out. I know one year I had this like face that was a zipper that was really bloody. Love it. 
because I and this was like I'm trying to think what year this was. This was probably I mean, I think it was in my teens because I wanted to scare people. I wasn't yeah. trick or treating. Yeah. So I wanted to scare, you know, the ever living crap out of everybody. <laughs> Pretty sure it did. When uh when I got older I dressed up as uh Freddy Krueger and went to a uh, college party and did that. But uh, yeah, my favorite though was the Joker. I yeah, was, that's I was cool. Joker. So uh, did you uh, did you get ever get any tricks when you were doing tricks or treats? Yeah. What tricks did you get? I was the one given. The tricks. You were the one given the tricks. <laughs> now, now I want it to be noted that Faith said she was giving tricks, not turning tricks, as is you know popular <laughs> hooker nomenclature. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's get that let's get that, <laughs> let's get that open. So. Um, <laughs> This is, but this episode really is sweet. This is, like I said, a classic piece of Americana. It's great Halloween. You know, it's great for everybody, kids, the family, you know, adults. You know, I'm yeah. an adult and I, I watch this regularly <laughs> and I, I get a lot out of it. Um, did you have any favorite moments from this? Snoopy dancing, of course. <laughs> yes, Snoopy dancing. And this was a little too early for Woodstock. He wasn't in the series yet, so he, he didn't appear. But uh, I like the moment when Lucy goes out to get her brother at 4 o'clock in the morning. That mm-hmm. has stuck with me since I was a kid. I think that is just very sweet. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't even mad. She just went and got her brother. There's something, too, about uh, Lioness writing the letters. That just I love yeah. so much. Yeah, I do too. You know, I love the letter writing in the peanuts. Mm-hmm. And we do have something special when we take a break. Uh we here at WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio, we have all written our letters to the great pumpkin. We're gonna be telling you what we want. That is in the break. We also have a preview for a new uh television movie that's gonna be coming on Cozy Corner Television. Faith and I have both heard the preview, and it is indeed terrifying and of course we have our big halloween surprise we have harrison ford the big hf he is going to be reading edgar Allan poe's classic poem the raven here in the studio that is all going to be happening when we get back faith and i are going to have a shot of tequila we're going to have some burritos and when we get back we're going to have the raven i am dan and i am faith we will see you on the other side Something is coming for the Peanuts gang, and they're in for a rude awakening. I saw a man last night in my dream. Well, what do you look like, Blockhead? He was burned. Your parents did this to me. Go ahead, ask them about it. Mom, what'd you do? They burned him alive! Something is coming, and nothing can save them. Welcome to prime time, blockhead! The Peanuts Gang and Fred Krueger in Welcome to My Nightmare, Charlie Brown. Available now on Cozy Corner TV. Oh, good grief! <laughs> This is a coyote. WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio proudly presents WKMF Letters to the Great Pumpkin. I am Dan, co-host of The Late Night Fright. Uh, dear Great Pumpkin, I would like peace on earth and goodwill toward all men, women, and animals. Thank you, Great Pumpkin. 
And I am Faith, co-host of The Late Night Fright. And I want a new co-host. Faith, really? <laughs> this is uh, Harrison Ford, the uh, big HF host of uh, Straight Up. I'm like a 12-inch pianist. You know what I mean. <laughs> This is Antoine Duplois, psychic. What do I want from the great pumpkin? This is my curse. I know what everyone else wants, but I do not know what I want. This is Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams. Pew, pew, right here on WKMF and Trucky. Zoom, zoom. I would like a deep and meaningful and also fulfilling relationship with a woman who loves me for who I am and who I in turn could love. I'm just kidding, I really want to see Star Trek Picard on CBS All Access! Make it so! Yeah, Bobby D'Amato, host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright. I, too, would like a 12-inch pianist. Bobby Harrison already told the 12-inch pianist joke. No, 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 I'm serious. I really want a 12-inch pianist. Like, I can keep it in my pocket, like a pocket hobbit, you know, like, when you go places, like, you know, like you can just, like, take him out. He's like a conversation piece, or, like, if you were a lady, he can, like, set the mood. You guys, think about it. A 12-inch pianist. And then people are like, hey, like that joke? You're like, no, no, I got one. And, like, you show it to him. Like, how amazing would that be? No. This is, uh, Todd Wick. Uh, co-owner of Holy Smoke, Cozy Corner's premier Christian vape shop. Also, the uh, co-host of Holy Smoke right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. And, uh, dear Great Pumpkin, I want you to go away because, uh, we don't celebrate Halloween, me and my wife Shasta. You're the devil's work. Yeah, this is Shasta. This is for the devil. I don't like this. I don't like it either, baby. Mm-mm. I would like a new tattoo, though. Of what? Something on fire. Okay. Nicholas Cage on fire, baby. Mmm, okay. Hey, this is Mike O'Kane. I want you blokes to stop making fun of me. I don't talk anything like that. Bet you didn't know that. Alright, so, um... I talked to the doctor. I already have a, uh... 14-inch pianist. And, um... So you can take two inches off. And you know it! Thank you, Great Pumpkin.
Welcome back to the special Halloween edition of the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And apparently Faith wants a new co-host. It's a good thing I knew you were kidding. (laughs) Wait, who said I was kidding? Right. Okay. (laughs) So uh, we are wrapping up our discussion of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown from 1966. Faith, I love it. Me too. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so as I said, we have a very special uh, uh, surprise gift for the listeners out there. We have the big HF. That's right. Harrison Ford, host of The Straight Dope here on WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. He is going to be reading the timeless, immortal poem by Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. Now, Assisting with Harrison's over there, so he's he's, he's going to be coming in just a minute. He's probably outside smoking the straight dope. But we do have uh, we're having Mexican Halloween here. We have burritos from Biff Buchanan's Burrito Barn, and we have Scott Rice, host of Laser Beams Pew Pew, that is here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. He has graciously uh, let us borrow his pet Raven Figaro, who he has trained to say nevermore, and he's going to be participating. So, Scott, how are things going? Is Figaro ready? I think we may have a very small problem with Figaro. Figaro has got into the tequila glug glug, and he is quite intoxicated. And when he gets intoxicated, he says wordy dirty. Just listen, Figaro, what is on your mind right now? Asshole! Oh, wow, Faith. Oh, Oh, boy. And and Harrison Ford doesn't know anything about this, and we're going to keep it that way. Um, Bobby, do you think we could get some burritos? Hey, you guys, we got a bigger problem than the bird getting, you know, fit-chased. The bird also ate all of the Mexican food. And listen, we had enough Mexican food for like 12 people. The bird has eaten all of it. And I'm not going to lie. Hey, Scott Rice, host of Laser Beam, Pew Pew, whatever. Your bird has the trots. That's trots with a Z. Plop, plop. It is disgusting. You should see what he did back there. He is drunk and crapping all over the place. Guys, we have a serious problem. I think we need to postpone this Harrison Ford thing. Harrison Ford is a a legend. He's not going to want to postpone the show. We'll go on. Faith, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, Do we need the bird? I I don't well oh look uh, here he is all right guys I'm gonna do the whatnot here a little uh, poetry or whatever Harrison um do you want the bird do do you want him to perform with you because we're having uh, we're not having a we're not having a problem Mm-mm. no no Mm-mm. we just didn't know if you wanted to like pretend to be the bird because you're so great. All right, listen, I'm not going to lie, you guys, I am high off of my ass right now, and there's nothing I want more than to hear that bird talk. It would make me laugh my ass off while I'm reading this to see a bird talk. Okay, then. All right, Faith. There's our answer. All right, so um, here we go. This is it. 
The Raven, as read by Harrison Ford with special assistance from Figaro. Uh, we are just going to back up a little from this. And uh, guys, be sure not to touch the kill switch uh, that they, for some reason, installed. Yeah, I don't know what is up with that. Why did they install a damn kill switch? It makes no sense to me. I will endeavor not to turn it. All right. Well, without any further ado, for all of you boogers out there, Here's your Halloween trick and treat. Harrison Ford reading The Raven. Faith, are you ready? I'm. All right. Possibly Harrison, ready. <laughs> Harrison, you're up. Once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered weak and weary over many a uh, quaint and uh, Curious volume of forgotten lore while I nodded, nearly napping. Suddenly there came a tapping as of someone gently rapping. No, Figaro, stay away from the kill switch. No, no. Some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! Uh, Distinctly, I hey, keep the damn bird down. Bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow. Sorrow for the. You guys, this bird really has to shit. Look at him; he's like holding it in with his little birdie butt. For the rare and. He died. He's going to explode. Angels named Lenore. How long is this poem? Here. I don't know. He's really good, though. It's pretty good, yeah. Silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple. Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! Asshole! Fantastic terrors never. Seriously, somebody somebody get the bird out of here. Still the beating of my heart I stood repeating wait we're getting we're, 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 visitor we're like halfway treating entrance and Harrison's really door, into so it I mean we can't stop now wait visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door that it is and nothing more presently my soul Bobby are you crying grew stronger it's just so moving and no longer sir said I are you really Madam, good truly no forgiveness I implore but the fact is I was napping and so gently you came rapping. So faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door that I scarce. We might be okay, guys. I think, I think we're gonna be okay. Here, I open wide the door. There and nothing more. Keep the bird quiet. Deep in that darkness, peering long, I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming. He wants to get away. Mortals ever dared to dream before, but Figaro, the silence no. was broken, and the stillness gave no token. No, Figaro, cuckoo, The only word there spoken was the whispered word. Son of a bitch! Lenore, thus I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. You guys are trying to get free. You gotta more. take a shit. Back into the chamber. I mean, maybe we should let him out. Do we really need him? Soon again, I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, I can't surely how good he is. There's something at my window lattice. Let me see then what there it is in this mystery. Explore. Let my heart be still a moment in this mystery. Explore. 
tis the wind and nothing more. He must have gotten really high. Here, I flung the shutter when, with many a flirt and flutter in there, stepped the stage. I can't hold him with the same days of yore, not the least. Scott, you gotta hold your damn bird. Not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with men of lord or lady perched above my chamber door. How old is this damn poem? Upon a bust of palace, just above my chamber door perched. His line's coming up. His line's coming up. Nothing more than this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy and a smiling. Then we'll get ready. The grave and stern decorum of Calvinus. Through thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim, and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven. Eat my ass, you son of a bitch! Eat my ass, you son of a bitch! Oh no! That bird's shitting everywhere in the studio! Don't pull the kill lever! Pull the lever! Pull the lever! No, don't do it! Shit. You son of a bitch.